We are speaking with Eric Argeman, author, motivational speaker, and uh, so much more than what I've just described. And we've been talking about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and his perspective as somebody who has experienced uh, racism uh, for quite a few years in his life and has turned his life around and he's doing extraordinary things, especially in the lives of young people. Now, Eric, we want to talk to you uh, as well, especially about a documentary that uh, came out recently that is perfectly aligned with what's been happening, especially since the passing of George Floyd. Can you tell us um, what this documentary was explaining? Yeah, so it's called The 13th. It's on Netflix. And it's basically, you know, a look into black culture and racism in America. And so you have the, you know, in the 90s, presidents in America were very highly focused on black communities simply because they just wanted to have money move around in white communities, right? So mm-hmm. first of all, the black communities were not funded. So that's why there was poverty. That's why buildings... So it's not that, that they mistreat property or anything like that, but it's because there's no funding. Mm-hmm. Then second, you've got these presidents who had these laws that, for example, if, a black, if anyone is caught with a gram of cocaine, they will get between 30 to 50 years behind bars. Mm-hmm. So li- literally, like every morning... The cops just get up. They go. They head straight to the black community. So think of a suburb in in Melbourne, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and just think of like literally three, five police, you know, uh, police stations. All their members all go in there. I mean, mm-hmm. who's to say they didn't even plant those grams of cocaine and stuff? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. then they we would go. You don't know. So they would mm-hmm. go and they would arrest them. And then on the news, all you would see is black people being arrested. So that was painting an image in the minds and the hearts of white people, of, of white America. That, oh, these people are bad. These people are gangsters. They're thugs. They're evil. But here's the thing, right? They would get 30 to 50 years behind bars. Meanwhile, in the white neighborhoods, you can be caught with a, with, with a whole, like, a whole, I don't know, kilogram of cocaine. You'd be, you would get 45 days. Yeah. In jail. Such, such so, a difference. Yeah. And so and so that is where a lot of the whole this whole stuff that even I used to ignorantly joke about about African fathers, African American fathers being absent and not being present with mm-hmm. their kids, this was where it really started. That parents yeah. were not fathers were not being able to be in their homes. Why? Because they got locked up. What for? Mm-hmm. For having a gram of weed or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not condoning, you know, drugs, but you look yeah. at 40 years and 45 days, massive difference, right? Huge difference. Now, with the Black Lives Matter movement, obviously it's it's global. You know, you, we have peaceful protests here in Australia just over the long weekend. But there's also, in addition to this, Indigenous Lives Matter movement, which is just as important because it's also yeah. right here on our doorstep, right here in Australia. Yeah. What yeah. solutions can you provide? Because I know for me and Glenn, we're sitting here going, we just want to help, you know? Mm. We yeah. want to. We yeah. want change. We want to see this world a better place. What can yeah. we do? How can we become stronger as a community? Okay, so in a, in a short time that I have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be as quick as I can, but hopefully all, <laughs> all I'm about to say makes sense. First of all, um, with the Indigenous community here in Australia, here is a thought for all of us that a friend of mine shared on social media, right? Mm. How can the great southern you know, land of Australia, how can Australia have revival in this land when we can't even reconcile with the Indigenous owners of the land? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
you know, yes. maybe the revival that we're waiting for is actually being prevented because we haven't reconciled. All right, now mm-hmm. let's get to solutions. So number one was what I shared through the, the Netflix um, documentary, The 13th, right? I think now we need to be watching stuff like that. The 13th, there's another one called When They See Us. That will really open your eyes to the, you know, the, the, the history of racism and will really break anyone's heart if it's not yet broken for the things that people have suffered. And I say Netflix because, you know what, for me, it's easier to watch and learn than to read and learn. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, it's, it's, it's that yeah. saying, knowledge is power, isn't it? It's, it Ab- absolutely. It means so absolutely. much right now. Absolutely. Now, the, the, the last one that I'll say um, is this. So, really quickly, before George Floyd, there was another guy, a guy called um, Ahmed Aubrey, who was running in a white neighborhood and got shot. That incident was a father and a son that shot, both shot him, were together. Both had guns, both killed him. Racism is generational. That that is a perfect picture of racism being generational, right? Now, that's not the first father and son situation. But for a moment, what if the son said, Dad, this is not right? We shouldn't do this. So now we go over to the Bible and we have a father whose name is Saul. Saul wants to kill a young man. His name is David. But Jonathan says, Dad, no, 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 no. We shouldn't do this, Dad. You shouldn't kill him. There are Jonathans everywhere around us, Mm -hmm. Glenn and Jenna. There are Jonathans in our homes, in our workplaces. And all I'm saying is we can all be Jonathans. Who are are the Jonathans? Jonathans are the ones that see things being done, see racial comments, racial acts, and say, no, 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 buddy. That you're not, this is not on, this is not happening, not on my watch. Because imagine if that son had said no to the father, Mm. that guy, Ahmed, would still be alive. But Jonathan did, and I think that's also the case with uh, the George Floyd incident as well. Is the the police that were standing by watching, had they been a Jonathan, we would be in a totally different situation, totally different situation. Yeah, so we can all be Jonathan. So I urge you all, wherever God has called you to be, you know, whether it's politics or youth or you know workplace corporate wherever we can all be jonathan's and stand up um to racism you know by empowering ourselves with knowledge through netflix and those documentaries (laughs) and books absolutely I've applauded you so much, Eric. Mm. I feel like we're at a, at, at, a, at a forum and we're hearing you speak and we're one of millions of people hearing from you. Thank you so much for sharing your Thank knowledge you and your and your incredible wisdom and faith as well on the show tonight. We cannot thank you enough. How can people follow you and hear more about your journey? Yeah, so um, they can follow us on uh, schoolrevival.com. Um, which is where all of our school stuff is, or just ericadjman.com. Um, but, yes, if you type in School Revival, Eric Adjman or The Royalhood, um, which is our mentoring program for teenage boys to uh, discover their crown as well, they can check that one out as well, Eric, any of those three places. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Hey, can I just say one last thing? Just 30 seconds. 30 seconds <laughs> <Yes. right? laughs> my, uh, my wife and I just, just welcomed our beautiful son into the world yesterday. This is- and when I looked into his eyes all i could think about was like your life matters son yeah your life matters yeah that's why this is so important thank you that was beautiful thank thank you eric thank you so much for your time thanks guys